that last song, Away from the Noise. Our message today is Away from the Noise. Y'all ought to give God some praise. See, some of y'all didn't catch that. See, some of y'all didn't even catch that. You see, because you're sitting there still trying to figure out things. But what you don't know is, is that God runs through the vein of true worshipers. You see, she had no idea. I had no idea. But somebody say, but God. So when we step out of the way and allow God to do it, then we don't put a time limit on God. When you in worship, you don't touch that. <laughs> Mm-mm. Time clock go out the window when you're in worship. You got to let that alone because God is impregnating us with something when we're in worship. And you'll mess around and abort the baby. Uh-huh. And if your heart ain't right to receive worship when worship is here, you're still aborting the baby. Amen? Yeah, you're killing your own self. Two weeks ago, we talked about murder incorporated. Since then, there's been anywhere from eight to ten more mass shootings. Something is wrong. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> something's wrong. Something's wrong when you get shot, when you're blowing your leaves, and some of your leaves go over in your neighbor's yard, and your neighbor shoots you. Something is wrong when your baby is crying, and your neighbor is shooting his rifle, and you go over there and you say, can you stop shooting your rifle for a minute because my baby trying to go to sleep. And next thing they know, here come the man with the rifle and he killed five of the ten people that's in the house. I, I, I'm talking about some crazy stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Away from the noise. Let's get into this because this is a good one too. Y'all, all, How many of y'all glad for House of Destiny up in here? See, 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 some of them, see, see, you don't even deserve house of destiny. You know why? Because you're still looking at a man instead of looking at God. That's what your problem is. That's why you can't clap. That's what's wrong with you. That's why every time you go to do something, it, 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 it falls in your face. Because you ain't got sense enough prophecy after prophecy after every week coming crops in. Coming true, 100%. 100%. And you still don't believe. You still sit there still as if you rejecting me. No, you rejecting the one that sent me when you can't give him praise and honor for what he's doing. I shouldn't have to ask y'all twice on whether you're thankful for House of Destiny, much as House of Destiny is given to you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When a preacher stands up here for almost 20 years not getting paid because I love you. Go somewhere else and see whether you can do that. 
and get top of the line messages, not that leftover stuff. I got a word to preach, but it just it, it, it bothers me when I don't see no inspiration. See, see, we're in a new dimension. Didn't you see it this morning? You gotta know. You gotta know what you're looking at. I keep trying to tell you. Don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what you're reading, and you don't know what you're looking at. Away from the noise. First Kings 19, verse 11 through 13. Look here. Let me tell you something. Here's a. Elijah, which is God is, Jehovah is my God. That's what it means. Here's Elijah. Elijah done killed 450 prophets of the Baal. 450. He didn't kill the other 400 prophets of the grove. That was Jezebel. Never could understand why he didn't, but he didn't. I searched the scripture. Now he's on the run a few days later. All because she sent a message to him and painted a picture in his head and caused him to run for his life in fear. See how quick he forgot that God just demonstrated through him fire from heaven that killed 450 prophets of Baal. Amen? But now he's running, right? In fear. Mm-hmm. So he winds up in a cave on the side of a mountain. Hold up. I'm going to have to drink some of this one. Now, if a mountain is a stronghold and a cave is dug in that mountain, which is a stronghold, boy, he deep in that stronghold, ain't he? Somebody talk to me. See, I need some feedback because if you do, if you pull on me today, I'll preach to you. <laughs> now, he's deep in the cave, which is inside the stronghold, right? He's deep in that thing, right? But what is his stronghold? He on the run. He's fear. Fear will immobilize you. Fear will confuse you. God can't talk to you when fear is talking to you. Away from the noise. Oh, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere real heavy. And I step in this pulpit. It's going to always be a new revelation. Verse 11 says in 1 King 19, verse 11, he said, And he said, Go forth, this is God talking to him, and stand upon the mount before the Lord. In other words, you're going to have to come out of there and come up higher. And behold, watch what happened. Talking about away from the what? Noise. I can't hear you. It says, and behold, the Lord, he passed by. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Wait a minute. And a great 
and a strong wind rent the mountain. See, that wasn't the Lord. That was just the after effect. Somebody say the after effect of when I pass by. Huh? That's just the after effect. Because the Bible says here that it broke the stronghold in pieces, right? Uh-huh. In other words, it exposed him and where he was. Come on out of there. You know how a worm get down the hole and a piece of wood and you try to pull him out by his head? Ah, ah. See, it break in pieces, the rocks before the Lord. But look at here. But the Lord was not where? In the wind, away from the noise. Then came a earthquake, I believe, or was it fire? No, fire came. The wind came then. But the Lord wasn't in the wind, was he? Say here was a, <laughs> he keeps talking about, it. it was a great and a strong spirit. Somebody say that spirit, wind. Uh-huh. It rent that stronghold. And breaking in pieces, the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. You had already talked about the wind. But then came the earthquake. That's a shaking going on. See, some things got to be shook loose from inside of us. Amen? Amen. Yeah, yeah. We got some things that's got to, somebody say, shake it off. Got to shake that thing off. Because if you don't, it'll subdue you. It will take you under. And fear is one of the greatest things that take you under. You can't be afraid to die. You can't be afraid, talking about I'm going to heaven, and afraid to have to go through the hell down here on earth to learn the passageway and the way of the passageway to get to heaven. You're going to have to go through some stuff now. Verse 12 says, and after the earthquake, there came a fire. Uh-huh. But the Lord was not in the fire. See, the, all this noise, like in some of the churches right now, they're making a lot of noise. Come on now. Talk to me. They're making a lot of noise. But the Lord wasn't in the <laughs> The Lord ain't in the rolling on the floor. No. <laughs> right in circles. You know where the Lord is? The Lord is in those hearts who are open to receive the higher, more explicit, more rhema. See, we're in a... Man, it's going fast, y'all. Time is winding down. We went to a funeral yesterday down in Orangeburg. Down in Orenburg. Child 28 years old. Dropped her children off. I think, what, last Monday? Last Saturday. Dropped her children off and was going on her merry way. Doing good in life. On the way up. And just like that. Gone. Don't put your trust in tomorrow. And don't put your trust in the things that you possess. 
You understand that? Don't put your trust in your health. Because even though I'm at a miracle, and by the way, I had a positive colonoscopy test, I think about a month and a half ago, and I did a, went back and did a, another test, and I'm clean as a baby inside. Amen. Even my liver, which has cirrhosis, is clean. Because I didn't ask God for healing. I asked God for healing and to be made. Somebody say, whole. I want it all. From the inside out. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. And verse 13 said, And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle, and he went out and stood. When he heard what? When he heard all his noise. <laughs> when he heard all his noise. He won't go out and see what's going on. You'll get killed going out there trying to see what's going on. Tom called me last night. You you called me last night, Tom. You know we talking about going, we don't mess with no spring fling and all those crazy stuff. Uh, old Tom called me last night. He told me, I'm thinking about going back to spring fling. But he was double-minded on it. You know, you don't need to be going up in no crowd anywhere people are. Out there. You better away from the doorway. Because you'll get killed out there. And the more people you're around, the more you better stay your butt home or get what you're going to get and run back home. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm talking about some good stuff here. God's speaking to us up in here. God's speaking to us up in here. This ain't no joke now. Mark, uh, go to Mark 8. Well, wait a minute. I got to finish it. And uh, so Elijah... He came and stood in entering in of the cave, you know, at the entrance. And behold, look what came. A voice unto him. And said, what you doing there? But it was a, verse 12 says that, and after the fire, it came a, just a small, still voice. Away from the noise. Because you can't hear a small, still voice when you're in drama, when you're in chaos, when you're on your job getting in meddling and getting involved in all that old crazy stuff. See, away from the noise. You got to get away from it if you want to hear the small, still voice. Because you ain't in the earthquake. He ain't in the fire. He ain't in the wind. He ain't in the rolling on the floor. He ain't in the demons jumping out of one into another. He ain't in the spitting all over the place and the preaching and the running off. He ain't in that. But he's in that small, still voice when he's trying to talk to us. Now, if we don't listen, then he can get in the wind. I say he can get in the fire. He can get in the earthquake, and he can bust up wide open. Come on with it. All right? Mm-hmm. He can do that now. If we don't get away from the noise, it's what we can hear his small, still voice. Then what, where he wasn't in, where the Lord wasn't, now the Lord is. In other words, 
you're in a terrible situation with God now. You understand? Because you didn't get away from the noise. Look at Mark 8, 22 through 26. Mark 8. We're on another dimension. We're in another dimension. You got, you got, got to, got to get up to that. <laughs> Showbread got to be new every day. You have to put the showbread on the table of showbread every day. That means you got to show God something every day fresh that you're doing for Him every day. And it ain't no living in it. <laughs> and I say ain't no living in the bread. The bread is kosher. Yeah. Mark 8, verse 22. Away from the north. Can I get a witness? Watch this. And he coming to Bethesda. Uh-huh. The house of fish, which is the house of truth. And they going to bring a, a blind man. Unto him, and besought him to touch him. Uh huh. He wants Jesus to touch him. Uh huh. Blind man. We ain't talking about these. We talking about he was blind in his mind. That's what you see with. This is just the vehicle that allows you to see. This that mind is doing the seeing. It's collecting the image and everything. But he was blind. He couldn't see. But he had some faith down in there. Because Jesus took the blind man by the hand, by his own power. And he led him, somebody say, away from the noise. Out of town. When you go to town, ain't it a lot of noise? Because where there's a lot of people, there's a lot of noise. And that's what God want to do. God want to get us away from a bunch of people because there's too much noise. Somebody say it's too much noise in the world today. And because of that, we can't hear that small, still voice. Because we got Mr. Job on our mind. We got Mr. Career. On our mind. We got Mr. Notoriety on our mind. We got material things on our mind. See, all that noise. Too much noise because you cannot hear the small, still voice. Put the scripture up. Verse 23, took a blind man by hand, led him out, out of the town, away from the noise he did. If you want something from God, you got to get away from the noise and let him talk to you. Amen? Look what he did. And when he had, now you spit on me, you might have a problem. Might. And when he had spit on his eyes, wait a minute. Well, we know the eyes ain't these. 
his mind that was blind, couldn't see nothing. Now Jesus spits on that. That word spit there means expand. He expanded his mind. See, that's what we try to do here at House of Destiny. But some of y'all don't want to go sometime. Cause you see, the Holy Ghost knows. It knows who's pulling, and it knows who's the one that's pulling backwards. You know what I'm saying? That old demon. That old demon be trying to grow them hard. Because he don't want you to hear. He don't want you to get away from the noise. Because whoever has your ear holds your future. Mm. So Jesus, see, see, what I like about God. See, I'm tired as a bat this morning, but when you get in this, you get in this pulpit, something changes. Something changes. It ain't the same. You say, now look here. He expands his mind by spitting on his eyes. Then he puts his power, his hands upon him, and he asks him, what he see? And look what he said. And when he looked up and said, I see men as what? Oh, you didn't catch that. Oh, Adam's called it. Apostle Adam called it. Brenda might have called it. Ain't nobody else called it. No, he ain't catch Put that scripture up there. They finna catch it right now. Put it up. And he looked up and said, see, when Jesus put his power on him, his hands, he put so much power on that man that that man saw the first cause of man. See, God sees us as trees of righteousness planted by the Lord, giving glory to God. See, he saw man in his spiritual state. But you know you can't walk around heaven all day up there because you got to deal down here. So Jesus had to go and adjust that thing. Because when he first touched him, he took him all the way up. So now you got to adjust that thing so that he can still see God, but at the same time live in this earth. You understand what I'm saying? Watch this. Watch what God do. Watch what God do. Verse 25 says, and after he put his hands again upon him, see, he put his hands back on his eyes, on his mind, his power, but he, he tapered that thing. And then he made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. First he see man in the spiritual realm as God sees us. Uh-huh. That's how now he sees man as he is in the earth. Now he can function now in the earth with man. And also be connected up top with God and keep a balance in it. Amen? Amen. But if Jesus would have left him in that first state, he'd have been walking around here and wouldn't nothing make sense. They'd have put him in the, somebody say crazy house. (laughs) Because there go a man, but he called near the tree. And natural people don't understand that. So you say, you need some help. We're going to help you. And the next day, you know, you all bent over forever. 
They'll do that to you. Go to Luke 4, verses 1 and 2. Y'all understand the blind man here, don't you? You see where he had to lead him out of town? Away from the noise, right? Yeah, don't forget about that. You forget about that, you'll be in the noise again forever. <coughs> it was six places that Jesus used that technique away from the noise. It's called, somebody say solitude. Yeah, sometimes we've got to get solitaire. We just us and God, right? Away from the noise. Amen. Look at Luke 4, verses 1 and 2. I'll show you something. Six places that God, Jesus, had to go to a place of solitude. Amen. 4, Luke 4. Put it up, please, if it's not already up. All right. Now, the first place we see that Jesus has to go in solitude is before you listen good. Jesus is about to take on his ministry. Just got baptized, John Baptist. Spirit fixing to lead him somewhere. Now, he's about to make a major decision. Because that decision he was about to make, he knew was going to cost him his life. Are you with me? Now, I want you to watch what he did. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned to the Jordan, spiritual stream of life, and was led by the Spirit into the desert. Where? Away from the what? No. Amen? Because before you can go public, you got to go private ministry. Amen? Put it back up. And in, and he, next verse, verse 2. Being 40 days, time of testing, tempted of the devil, whole time. The whole time. In those days, he didn't eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Away from the noise. For how long? 40 days and nights. Moses did the same. Twice he went up in that mountain for 40 days. And when he got up in that mountain, he don't know what was up there waiting on him in that mountain to take him somewhere else. Y'all don't hear me. <laughs> I just shot it out there again. Shot him. Pow. Let's go. So the first place, before you prepare or take on any major work in your life, no matter what it is. You need to take and go in solitude, in prayer, away from the noise, and let's go to Luke 14, 27 through 29, and I'll tell you why. Is Luke 14, 27 through 29 there? And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come unto me cannot be my disciple. All right. These are the stipulations. Right? This is what you're up against. Right? 
you got to count the cost of that. So the next verse is why Jesus said what he said. Because for which of you intending to build a tower, that's a major decision, a major decision that you're about to make. For which of you intending to build a tower, sit not down first, away from the noise, in prayer, and Jesus was out there counting up the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it. You know, we'll just stop there on that one for the sake of time. But do you understand, you got to get away from everything when you have to make a major decision. You can't be running around here asking this person what they would do, what they what they would do. You need to get your butt in the wilderness and seek God. And when God tells you what needs to be done, then you need to do it. What good is it to pray to God and then take it back? Fear. I done told you. We're soldiers of Jesus Christ. We're not punks. And what I mean by that, I'm talking about people who are scared to fight. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. We draw first blood from the devil every time we come up here. Every time you open your mouth and say, Jesus, you the one draw first, but you always talking about the devil attacking me. No, you did it. Now you want to get a gun to somebody else. How about shoot him, shoot him? No, you shoot him. You don't want shot at him. I got my own that I gotta shoot at. But we can shoot at him together. But you ain't gonna throw your gun and, and tell <laughs> you the one that shot him. As if he wasn't gonna come back at you. Now you gonna do like Elijah. Elijah was a man just like all the rest of it. All of us have ran in the cave, deep in the cave of the strongholds in our life. Whether it's eating too much, drugging too much, eating too much, you know, you can do any of that too much. And kill yourself, Let You'll kill yourself. No, we preach truth up in here. See, the problem with the church is they don't know how to get down in the dirt with Jesus. They try to sanctify the Holy Ghost as if the Holy Ghost needs you to sanctify. You've got to be out your mind. So we come all up in there, you know God. And we sit all up there with our robes and stuff on like we all hiding everybody else. You understand what I'm saying. Stupid and people dying. And sometimes, man, you got to talk to people like they know how to be talked to. In order to get the message through, let's move on. So the first place is when you're gonna make a a great 
and major work. All right? You gotta count the cost, okay? You gotta away from the noise. Amen? All right, let's go to Mark 6. It's the second place. You gotta, you gotta go in solitude in order to recharge. Everybody gotta recharge sometime, right? Oh, let's go to Mark 6, 30 and 32. Come on with it. Let's rush. Mark 6, 30 and 32. Over there. All right. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both that they had done and what they had taught. Next verse. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, away from the noise. You see it there? Do you see it? Do you see it? And rest a while. For there were many coming and going. Too much noise. And they had no leisure so much as to eat. We're going to leave it right there. In other words, they had to go and recharge themselves. Amen. After you empty out so much, you have to take a break and you have to recharge yourself in prayer, in solitude. Because every time you're getting away from the noise, you're supposed to be getting away from it in order to go in prayer for whatever the situation is. Jesus just laid, he's laying out the situation now. First, you got to go away from the noise, in prayer, when you got to make a major decision. Then, when you burn out, you need to recharge, you got to, you know, get away from the noise and recharge yourself. That's what it's showing there. Am I right about it? All right, let's go to the third place. Let's get on, get on through this. The third one is Matthew 14, 10 through 13. Come on with it. Can you give it to me? When you're grieving, somebody talk to me. When you're grieving, you got to go in solitude. This is the third place, Matthew 14, 10, and through 14. And he sent and beheaded John in prison. That's when John got killed. Next verse. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought him to her mother. Next verse. We know the story. Should. And his disciples came, took up the body, and buried it, and went and told Jesus. Never. When Jesus heard of it, look what he did. Away from the Noah. He did it because he was in grief about John. He departed this by shipping to a desert place apart. And when the people had heard of that, they followed him. See, he had to get away from them. Because he had to have time to grieve. You understand? So that's another time that you got to go in solitude and in prayer. And y'all, some of y'all know what I'm talking about here. Everybody knows, well, some of us know deeper than others about grief. Amen? Amen. Yeah. It's getting hot up here. It's spirit rolling in there. It's, it's got me fired up. Uh, now, the next place is the fourth place is before making an important decision. That ain't the same as the first one preparing for a major work now. One is a 
major work you're preparing for. This one is a major decision that you're having to make. Could be anything, amen? But you got to, if it's a major decision, you need to go in prayer and in solitude about it, worship the Lord. Look at Luke 6, 12 and 13. And we're going to get on down through here. Give me about 10 minutes. And it came to pass in those days that he went into a mountain to pray. There it is. See there? Away from the noise, he went into a mountain, a high place in the Lord to pray. And continued all night in prayer to God. Why? Because he's about to make a major decision. You know what that major decision was? He was about to see which ones he was to pick of his 12 disciples. That's a major decision. It's a major decision when I look out there and see what gift is in each person and then call them into that office. You know what I'm saying? That's my job. If I see the gift, then they might not see it in themselves. And, and most likely, they, 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 they probably won't. You know? And you got to nurture it. Because you got to get them through fear. You got to get them through a lot of things. And the more they exercise it, the more confident they become in it. You know what I'm saying? So you got to give people time. You got to give people time to, to blow the thing up and fall in the hole and crawl out. You got to, you, all these things. And I thank God for y'all brilliant minds. You know, I'm serious about back there in that audio video room. They went back there and they fixed that thing. Didn't even have to call the technician in. They the technician. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, that, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. People that really take charge and just go on. You see what ain't working. You see what needs to be done. Hmm? Piece of paper on the floor. You ain't on somebody else to pick it up. You ain't on Dr. Manning to pick it up. Because I will pick it up. Anyway, it's all good. We having fun today. We we learning. We done got some good worship in. We still up there worshiping and learning. Anyway, before you make a serious decision. The fifth place is in your time of distress. You better in your time of distress have sense enough to get away from the noise and go in some prayer. Put that up there. Uh Luke twenty two, verse thirty-nine through forty-four. I probably won't read all of them. Can I get it? And he came out and went. And that he was won't. To the mountain of olives. That's the place of the oil press. Oh boy. That's the place of agony. And his disciples also followed him. You see that? He had to get away from the noise. Next verse. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray to you not in the interpretation. And then he went about a stone's throw. That's probably about 25 yards. And then he knelt away from the noise. Ain't that what he did? Why? Why did he do it this time? Why did he do it this time? This particular time? Away from the north. Well, let's see why. I got it here. Because the time of distress. He was about to die. He knew they was coming to get him. If that ain't distressful, what is? Huh? When you know somebody coming to, to just rattle you apart. Next verse. The last one is Luke 5, verse 15 and 16. That's the sixth place you need to withdraw. And that's where you can focus on prayer. Uh, give me that. Luke 5. But 
so much the more and went there on fame abroad of him. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Next verse. And look what he did away from the north. And he did what? What that mean? <laughs> That's what that is, ain't y'all? Huh? Yeah. I looked over there. I looked over there, deacon there. And there. Hey, Earl. You know, yeah, me and this back. Earl, you know how we are we mad, right? And you all get away from the noise. <laughs> you just... I don't know why I looked over there. I don't and, and she smiled. And when she smiled, God said, tag her. <laughs> yeah, buddy. He's God said, tag her. Hmm. All right. So we see here he had to focus on prayer. See, sometimes we have to go and pray to, so to, to, that God will help us to focus on prayer. So pray ain't that easy. Ain't it hard? Especially when you ain't a proud. See, it's work. You know, you don't want to get out on your knees every night. You got to be disciplined to do that. And sometimes you hit it and sometimes you crawl up in that thing and I just talk to you on my back. I'm still talking to him. I'm humbling myself on my knees in my spirit. But sometimes physically, we just don't feel like doing it. Now, come on, y'all. See, this is, we, we, we got to be real and stop trying to sanitize the Holy Ghost like some of these churches be doing. The church don't need us to sanitize. The Holy Ghost don't need us to sanitize it. It sanitizes us. You know what I'm saying? It goes through the dirt. The Jordan River is muddy. Yeah. Go around there and dip three times. Ah, water all muddy and everything. See, God asked us to do something real simple. But we want the earthquake, the wind, and the fire. Yeah, okay. Is that what you want? All right, I give it to you, California, Florida, and everywhere else. If that's what you want, then I'll give it to you. You won't hear the small, still voice. So I'll give it to you in the wind and in the fire and in the earthquake. See, God, that's God, that's what God said he'll do. The last thing here is in Revelation. I usually always end up in Revelation, last verses, two of Revelation 12, verses 5 and verses 6. And she brought forth a man-child. I ain't going to explain the man-child. I did it before. Not for this. It's too much dead to try to explain. <laughs> Who are to rule all nations with rod iron? And her child, which is you when you get saved. I, I, I just leave it at that for now, and I'll explain it again later. Was caught up to God and to his throne. Next verse. And she brought forth a man-child. Next verse, sir. Give me six. And she brought forth 
And the woman fled into the wilderness. See there? Away from the noise. The woman is in church, all right? She flees. Where she had a place prepared of God. See, God got a place for us when we go in prayer. But you got to get away from the noise, right? You got to go in the wilderness of yourself. That they should feed her there for a thousand and two, uh, a hundred and three score days. Next verse. Let me see this. That's it. That's it. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. I'm going to stop right there. Don't worry about that uh, song, uh, Najee, because we're running over. But you know what I'm trying to say is this. Before we do anything, especially things that's dealing in grief and making great decisions and moving in new directions and, and, and all that kind of stuff, choosing people who, who you're going to be connected with and everything, make sure... Make sure that you withdraw yourself and start seeking the counsel of man and start seeking the counsel of God in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. It's been a wonderful church service. Been a wonderful church service. Amen. Oh, Joe, neither. You pulled that off, didn't you, Joe? Stop. Why you pull that thing off? Yeah, God's good. God's good.